0: Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, October the 5th. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Jason Rapert getting sued, John Thurston's Big Bass Boat Bonanza, and Governor Hutchinson's government restructuring plan. I'm joined as usual by Max Brantley. Good afternoon. So the American Atheist Nonprofit has sued. Republican, Senator Jason Rayford, in federal court for his practice of blocking his critics on social media.
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, anything with rapert is good. But actually, you know, this is sort of a big developing national issue. Donald Trump, who governs by Twitter, blocked people and lost a lawsuit and had to restore them to his Twitter account because the the argument was is that this was an official account and it was about his work and that he couldn't block people from it because that's a violation of the First Amendment. Well, the the case against Raper is much the same as we all know. He blocks people on Twitter who say bad things about him, and he removes Facebook posts that say bad things, and and then he'll block people from Facebook if he likes, dislikes them enough. And atheists he particularly doesn't like because he thinks atheists are... Nearly, well, they're godless, of course, but they're just bad sorts. Well, so uh, the American Atheists, which have some resources, uh, apparently hired Matt Campbell, little rock lawyer, to sue, and they've done so. And And Raper responded with his usual just barrage of words about how this political enemy's out to get him. The interesting thing that happened this week was is that Raper's key argument is is the state doesn't pay for his accounts. This is just citizen Raper sharing his thoughts on Facebook and Twitter. But he went to the Attorney General and asked them to represent him, to have free taxpayer-paid legal defense of his lawsuit. It seems to me just absolutely contradictory. If his Facebook is indeed Citizen Rape, and I don't think it is, by the way, uh, then he should pay his own legal bills. But if it's if he's a public official and getting public defense, then it ought to be an open forum. Now, public officials, by the way, need not have open forums. The problem comes is when they have an open forum, discriminating against among different viewpoints. He could post stuff on Facebook and not accept comments at all, and be well within his rights. The problem comes when he lets only his fans comment.
0: So has this case been assigned to a judge?
1: Uh, gosh, I guess it has been. I don't know who has. It. I mean, they're automatically assigned based on a draw, and I haven't. I don't know who has it. But uh, the law so far that nothing has reached a, a circuit court of appeals yet, so there isn't any precedent except to the extent district rulings are precedent. But there have been several at various levels. I think there's a case in Virginia that has now reached the appellate court uh, and it was a local county official it's not a national figure and so in time this is going to become law and uh you know it, it it you know having watched the supreme court confirmation proceedings for brett kavanaugh i fear that the courts have become overtly politicized it does seem like so far it's mostly republicans who engage in this blocking practice. I hope there's some Democrats who've done it too, so the case can be decided on a nonpartisan basis. Even Scalia, bad as he was as a Supreme Court justice, was a real First Amendment absolutist. He really believed in the less restrictions on speech, the better, and so, and that's that's a conservative point of view, believe it or not, except in an author- authoritarian world where you only tolerate uh, those who agree with you and we are sort of moving that way certainly in the white house and give, given rapart his reign that's the way he would be as well too he don't he really doesn't think atheists have a place at the table
0: this could have broad implications you could have uh, you know college football coaches forced to uh
1: Oh, sure. I mean, this uh, this extends a number of places. Jeff Long, when he was athletic director, blocked me from seeing his Twitter account, which clearly was a function of his public job. It was all about promoting his public job as athletic director. There are just a lot of sensitive people out there, and, you know, a lot of this is a learning thing. I mean, I'm on social media. Uh, I blog, and a lot of people say ugly things about me. And, you know, nobody likes that, but... Either you believe in free speech or you don't. I mean, I kind of go by the old rule is that you dish it out, you better be ready to take it. Jason Rapert has never taken that same view.
0: So it was a big news week for Matt Campbell, who, of course, is the author of the Blue Hog Report. He dug up a doozy uh, back in 2014. The Office of State Land Commissioner John Thurston spent almost $30,000 in taxpayer funds on a bass boat and uh, equipment equipment.
1: Well, it. it's certainly a boat that is equipped and can be used for bass fishing, including a fish finding depth depth finder that can record uh, digital uh, formations underwater. Uh, and he spent more than $30,000 when you count the $1,800 a year. They pay to store the thing under a roof somewhere near Marmel. Uh And included gear that looks an awful lot like fishing gear to, to be worn in the boat. Thurston's response is, is that under a 2013 law sponsored by the felonious uh, John Woods, that uh, he has the ability under state law to uh, look after obstacles that turn up in the state's navigable waterways. And indeed, that's true. However, he overstated what the law said. It didn't give him authority to inspect obstructions in the water. It didn't give him authority to buy a boat. Uh, it gave him an authority to file suit against people who... Put obstacles in the waterways and, and to recover the cost of removing those obstacles. Well, so he said he bought the boat for that reason. Well, it's been used four times. So that's $7,500 per outing, which doesn't sound like a very good expenditure of money. I made a small mistake based on his responses to some of my first questions. He said he'd been out twice. I thought that men had been in that boat, but actually, his only two inspections of waterway obstacles was in a Game and Fish Commission boat. So they've used it four times, apparently didn't use it at all last year. And so you have to question the great pressing need for this boat, first of all. But Matt Campbell also discovered something that was even more interesting and he wrote about it today, and that is this. The city of Maumelle has been upset about a ruined barge that's submerged, partially submerged on the shore of the Arkansas River near Maumelle. They're that parts of it will float away, damage bridges and other structures along the ridge or river. They sent pictures and an official notice of this to the State Land Commissioner's office and asked him to do something about it uh, and provided no records that they had done anything about it. I asked him about this today and the office responded that, well, they'd made one inspection, they didn't say when, and then made a second inspection, they didn't say when, perhaps following this Campbell report, and said it would be cost prohibitive to do anything about it. In other words, they did nothing. Now, there's no report of these inspections that I've yet received in response to my request. But we know the wreckage is there and we know from the records that Matt Campbell has obtained, they know who owns the boat that got submerged there. They know who they could file suit against. They know who they could collect money for cleaning it up from. And, uh, the state land commissioner has done nothing. So, uh, I mean, it looks like a boondoggle to me. Uh, Thurston has said, well, this is just fake news and partisan He'd attack politics, but I don't know. He's wasted a lot of tax money and has nothing to show for That seems simple to me. But he is a Republican in, in, in Arkansas. The view is, is that means automatic election, no matter how much money you waste, no matter how stupid you operate your office.
0: He's running for Secretary
1: of State. Yeah, excuse me. He's running for Secretary of State. He's term limited out as land commissioner. He's running against Susan Inman, who's been a chief staff member in the Secretary of State's office under previous administrations who's been on the State Board of Election Commission and was for many years Pulaski County's election supervisor, all the things which directly qualify her for the office of Secretary of State. An office for which John Thurston, has no direct qualifications, and she's never bought a bass boat with tax money.
0: But he's a Republican.
1: And that may be all, you know, I think that may be all that matters. You know, you'd think in this time of the many corruption scandals we're facing in which Republicans have set out to spend state money fast and lose often to their own benefit. You'd think people would start to think that maybe some fresh air would be in order, but I, I just, I'm afraid I don't have much optimism about that. Let's
0: talk about fresh air. Governor Hutchinson announced this week that he wants to reduce the number of cabinet-level state agencies from 42 to 15.
1: Well, I don't think there's ever been a governor that didn't promise a, a leaner, meaner, more efficient state government, and there have been government reorganizations before. And here's the bottom line on, on the great Hutchinson reorganization. He promises it won't eliminate a single job. He doesn't propose to eliminate a single agency. He promises to maintain the 200 or so regulatory and oversight commissions that exist and to allow them to keep all their specially dedicated sources of revenues. So I'm not exactly sure what great benefits are supposed to come from this. Uh, Somehow he says says there'll be some money saved in leasing, but I, I don't know how... Perhaps there's a lot of excess space in some offices now where they can move the apiary board in with the with the soybean uh, board. I don't know, may, maybe. But but this is this is just show. This is just political bull. This is a big nothing burger. This is just to go to the voter and say, man, I'm going to be a lean, mean waste fighting machine. And and I don't think we'll see much from it. And we may see some problems. They they did a health department. Human Services Combine a few years back that was such a disaster, they undid it. I mean, for example, combining education with higher education doesn't make any... I don't see any possible benefit from putting those two things together. Higher education is independent. Is I mean, they have different interests. It doesn't make any sense. There'll be some interesting things that develop. For example, they did move ahead with combining parks and tourism with heritage and, uh, oh, one other... The History Commission, I suppose. State Library. And you know, that is not that's not a crazy combination of tasks necessarily, but personalities then enter into it is we don't yet know who are who are gonna be the boss of bosses of these fifteen new agencies. In that case, is it gonna be Kane Webb at Parks and Tourism? Or is there going to be the unpleasant Stacy Hurst from Heritage? I mean, who knows? And so there's going to be some toes stepped on, and there's going to be some people looking to protect their turf because that's the way of state government. That's what that's what people do. And so, I, I, I mean, I stand ready to be corrected. And when the results are in and shows I'm wrong, okay. But I see nothing good coming of this.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, all politics, design released on purpose now before the election yeah this was uh,
1: this is this is just a political ploy and and frankly i mean mean, maybe there are x number of people say god dog it there can only be 15 cabinet agencies now i'm voting for that man i i I actually don't see much of the voter appeal in it to tell you the truth but what i know
0: yeah all right well that's that's all i wanted to hit on this week but let's uh let's do just sort of some some grab bag stuff since we got a little bit of time uh brett Kavanaugh seems like he's on his way to confirmation yeah,
1: we're, we're, we're we're recording this about oh three, 3 o'clock. o'clock on a friday afternoon and susan collins has just gotten through delivering a just a stem winder of a speech about brett cavanaugh being one of the greatest guys who ever walked and and been unfairly accused, and she's going to vote for him, and she's sure he's going to bring the country together. Well, that pretty well, I think, assures his uh, confirmation. We haven't heard from Joe Manchin, and Murkowski apparently is a no, but at best Manchin went with the Democrats, which I doubt, and it was 50-50, Pence will break the tie, and he's going to be confirmed. I think Susan Collins will have many occasions to ruse some of the things she said today about, about Kavanaugh and executive power and abortion rights and gay rights and a lot of other issues but uh, i I think the enduring memory for me is his explosion in the senate committee hearing in which he accused all manner of political enemies for his troubles in the sexual assault allegations and uh, i i have no reason to believe as 2400 law professors feel the same way that he'll be a fair and impartial judge in cases involving those people i I think I see cases where people will ask for him to recuse because they expect him to be unfair and they'd have good reason to. He's clearly a mean drunk and a belligerent guy who's prone and when he's under the influence of alcohol to do bad things, which doesn't make him unusual in that regard. And, And I don't think either drinking habits or or a bad personality or necessary disqualifiers, but partiality is and he exhibited that pretty strongly, I think.
0: Do you think that there are lasting political implications from this? Well fight? I think the
1: lasting implications are at least in the immediate short term, which is a number of years, is now the Supreme Court is just as politicized as everything else. Of course that was that had already happened a year ago. I mean Susan Collins was really hypocritical. The, the, she she may sound like the Democrats are going to be against him no matter what well that that's true but Mitch McConnell said last year we're not going to confirm an Obama nominee no matter what I mean it's, it's going to be one of ours and so this this game began under the Republicans more than a year ago and and no that's not a good thing it'd be better if there were more consensus and and, and the opportunity of swaying people away from political ideology but it's not there
0: uh a little more local? Are there any state legislative races that you're paying attention well, to? Well, I'm
1: paying attention to a lot of them, but it's just mostly hope against hope. You know, it's it's kind of hard to get a feel for whether anybody's closing any gaps in some of these districts where there's some really energetic, good Democratic candidates challenging incumbent Republicans. I think... You know, the biggest hope is Denise Garner against Charlie Collins in Fayetteville. And if if money, organization, and energy and a generally bright outlook versus an unpleasant person is enough to win, Denise Garner will win. But again, I think branding has become so automatic in Arkansas, it's just, it's just hard to predict. I, I still think the most interesting race, and I still don't have a clue on it, is this race for mayor. And, and things keep happening that are interesting in that regard. You know, they're just... This week the most interesting one of the most interesting things is the clear effort by conservative Republicans who don't live in Little Rock to endorse Frank Scott. Rebecca Petty, Missy Irvin, going on social media to say what a great guy Frank Scott is. I gotta tell you, now that might help you out in Chanel Valley, but in a big part of Little Rock, finding out that Rebecca Petty, a bat you know what crazy Republican from Northwest Arkansas is for you for mayor, that's a reason for me to vote against him for mayor.
0: But well, where is that coming from?
1: Who knows? I mean, I, I good question. I, I'm not exactly sure what it's about, unless it's just sort of the government-industrial complex, the Highway Commission money into the. I mean, the Republicans are all for building highways, and maybe, maybe that. I mean, he is a nice guy. I mean, there. I mean, you could. But why all of a sudden Republican legislators from Mountain View and, and Rogers getting into the Little Rock mayor's race? I mean, What's what's that about? crazy stuff. Of course there, there's the local Republican split which is early in the race War, Warwick Saban went out and had a big fundraiser in Chennault Valley. People like Bill Vickery and Sheffield Nelson were were part of the host party and so he had that, but then Baker Curris has direct connections to the Republican community. He once worked for Winthrop Rockefeller, the lieutenant governor was head of his business enterprise I noticed that Lance Hines who's a big Republican is an endorser of Baker Curris so I basically all three of the leading candidates for Little Rock mayor have supporters that might make you want to vote against them. <laughs> so, 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 so maybe they all be, erase each other. I don't know.
0: And uh, Lizanne Rockefeller held a fundraiser for Scott.
1: Right, she held a fundraiser for Scott. Yeah, too. So, so who knows?
0: All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week?
1: Well, it's never too early to start stocking up on Halloween candy because you got to eat a lot of bags of it to decide which ones are the best to give out. <laughs> And I've started eating some candy. I wonder. I thought maybe this would be even candy you could eat, but then I checked the ingredient list and probably not. It's called Hershey's Gold. It's a peanut butter bar. It's peanut butter and pretzels. Oh, It's gold looking. Unfortunately, it has skim milk in it. I don't know uh, if you can eat some of the no. skim milk in it. It's not My chocolate. Trial one, it's not chocolate, but man, they're good. But other apart from candy that I've been eating, I've been eating it while I've been watching Mystery Road. Which is a six-part series uh, by Australian television that's available on Acorn. You can get it on Amazon or Netflix. Stars Judy Davis and a a guy who's an Aboriginal actor of some renown in Australia, Aaron Peterson. It's a it's a cop show about a a murder case out in the outback. But I mean, the star, Judy Davis, is great as is the head police chief in this dusty outback town. But the star is the countryside, the outback of Australia. It's just the, the cinematography of the filming of this and just the landscape is just these vast, open, dusty, hot spaces. It's, uh, and it's, you know, it's I mean, it's a kind of pro-forma plot line, but a lot of sympathy toward Aboriginal people, a lot of Aboriginal actors, and it's a mystery road. It's good.
0: Sounds great. Well, that reminds me, uh, I, after fretting over this forever and putting it off, finally dealt with my outrageously high AT&T bill, Uh, When I signed signed up for at and I was paying, I don't know, about $125 for decent internet, a full TV package, and HBO. Do you have a phone? Uh, I did, but we got rid of that. But that was part of the initial bundle. You don't anymore. No. Uh, And that went up year over year, and I'd call and say, no, I'm not paying that. Until finally this year it went up to $286. Whoa! And I just got furious and, and finally called them after paying it for a couple months and uh, had to, to do two phone calls, but finally was able to cut the cord and just get fiber internet, which has recently been rolled out for $50 for a year. They don't go up to $60. But I was inspired by a buddy who's doing Hulu live. And I think everybody has these. I think AT&T has one too, but I don't want anything to do with AT&T, you know, as much as I can. Um, so there's Hulu Live, there's YouTube Live, um, Amazon may have something. Have you
1: gotten the over-the-air digital antennas so you can get the local channels?
0: No, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess Hulu Live won't give you the local channels, but you can watch Force. I mean, it gives you a basic cable package. You can get all the channels that you want.
1: But I mean, like the local affiliates?
0: I don't know if you can do that. I mean, you could get, if you cared about watching NBC television shows. Well, just once in
1: a while. I mean, I don't watch them much, but I mean, I, I watch the local newscasts some. Yeah. I mean, that's... Although, I mean, apparently these digital antennas once you... I mean, they're free. I right. Mean, you know, they're and they apparently work.
0: But these all of these new internet TV packages, or most of them at least, I think have a DVR built in, so... With Hulu Live, you've got a certain amount of space that you can DVR, so it's just like normal. So if I get that, I think it's fifty dollars. So I'm hundred dollars plus Netflix, hundred and ten. Maybe I'll do HBO. You know, hundred and twenty. I'm still saving a bunch. Yeah. So uh, it's worth. Do you, you
1: get a, Do you get an ESPN in your package?
0: You would do if you do Hulu Live. Yeah, you get all, you get SEC and
1: I'd be everything. Happy, I don't, I'd be happy to give that up. I, I resent how much money that I pay to Comcast goes to ESPN.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I
1: watch it once in a while, but I may watch the Alabama game.
0: Watch it for the first 15 minutes at Any, least. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Subscribe via iTunes or check us out on Spotify. And check out all our podcasts at com slash podcasts. See ya. Bye.